Welcome to Field Days. Field Days is an exciting new podcast which gives field operations administration staff from the Michigan Department of Corrections a unique opportunity to share their personal and professional life experiences with our listeners. Please welcome your host, Field Operations Administration Administrative Assistant Greg Straub and Noah Nagy, Manager of the Michigan Parole Board. And hello and welcome to Field Days. This is Noah Nagy and I'm joined by Greg Straub. We're on the road this week coming to you from downtown Jackson. Jackson, Michigan is the birthplace of the Coney Island hot dog in 1914. Additionally, Michigan's first state prison was approved by the legislature in 1838. In 1839, the first 35 prisoners were received and a permanent prison was built three years later. Beginning in the 1850s under Warden H.F. Hatch, a greater emphasis was placed on the education and rehabilitation of prisoners. Greg, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Noah. Thanks. And you know, I, as you're reading that, I'm sitting over here smiling, picturing in my head you Googling Jackson County history. Wait, to, Googling? Yeah, Google. No, this I'm a history buff. Well, well, well thanks, Noah, for, for the history lesson. We appreciate that. Now, you know, we've talked about on past podcasts that, you know, we like to use these to highlight staff, the great things going on in FOA. And I think a good example of this is Pearl Agent Dolores Woods. She had a an offender wrote into the Facebook page, the MDOC Facebook page, took the time to write into the MDOC Facebook page to talk about how Agent Woods helped him throughout his parole term. And I want to read what he wrote on, on social media. He said, I wanted to thank the MDOC for giving me such a great parole agent, Dolores Woods out of the Pontiac Parole Office. Throughout my supervision, she was thoughtful, caring, could be tough when need be, but was always a professional from day one. She sets a good example for the MDOC and its employees. I wanted to say thank you to the MDOC and to Agent Dolores Woods, hoping that people knew, especially from my perspective, that the department has many good employees who will do whatever they can to make sure you're successful. That's great. So kudos to you, Agent Woods. Keep up the great work. It sounds like you're doing a great job over there in Pontiac. Now, Noah, I know we talked about on our last podcast that you were going to head up to the UP with some parole board staff to visit some facilities and to visit, uh, I think it was the Marquette Parole Probation Correct. Office. So how was it? It was great. We had an opportunity, as you mentioned, to visit all the CFA facilities in the Upper Peninsula, as well as the Marquette Parole and Probation Office. And first of all, I'd like to say a special thanks to Deputy Director McKee, as well as all, as well as all his wardens and staff at the facilities. Everybody welcomed us with open arms. We had great visits at each location. And basically what we were trying to do is provide an overview of the parole board process and give some understanding and insight to everyone of what the parole board members are looking for during an interview and how the process works and how it all kinds of comes together and, and how their work that they're doing on a daily basis really impacts the decisions being made by our parole board members and, and how it transitions to community supervision. And again, I couldn't thank the, those folks enough for the questions and dialogue and comments. It was a great visit all around. Additionally, we had the opportunity to spend a day in the Marquette Parole and Probation Office. And I'd like to say a special thank you to Agents Arkins, Mattered, Davis, and Mason. All of them were excellent and did a great job of kind of showing us around Marquette and giving us an understanding of what type of supervision goes on in, in their community and, and the, some of the unique challenges they face. And I know Pro Board, Warchuk, Pro Board Member Warchuk had a, had a great visit and enjoyed the time there in the office. 
So Noah, did um, Sonia get to go out and do home calls and do everything that a field agent does? Absolutely. And Sonia had an opportunity to uh, go out and, and do a couple home calls and really see some of the unique challenges that they're faced with in Upper Peninsula, and that is obviously distance. Obviously, in Marquette, you have some folks that are, you know, in in the in town there. But then they also have, Marquette County is gigantic, as all the counties are up there, and the challenges of, of getting out to one home call and the time it takes. Uh, to get out to a, a particular residence is significant in a lot of instances and just see some of those challenges as well as we spend some time, uh, some offenders through the orientation process and just the general supervision process. And it was it was just a great visit over, overall. And we had an opportunity at the end of the day to kind of share our process with the agents and, and kind of talk about that and answer any questions they may have. So it was a great visit and I can't, I can't thank uh, them enough. Well, no, you know, being a Google expert that you are, if you would Google Outstate Territory Supervisor of the Year 2015, do you know what you'd get? Absolutely, Kevin Iatt. And right. I can tell you why Kevin Iatt's the Supervisor of the Year. He's got great staff, I tell you, between Marquette County and Delta County and the rest of the counties he has. He's, he's a very fortunate individual, and uh, they do a great job up there. Well, thanks, Kevin, for hosting um, some people from downstate, some pro board members, some pro board managers. Really appreciate it. Thanks to Region Manager uh, Don Nolan for allowing this to all happen. Um, you guys are doing great work up there. Keep it up. All right, Greg. Well, that's enough about uh, this last past weekend up in the UPO. It was a great time, and again, uh, we're, we're very grateful for the opportunity. But we're here in Jackson to talk to a couple great agents, and uh, we're very, very fortunate and very lucky to have the opportunity to speak with our, our two guests this week, a two-for-one. Two yes, right. a two-for-one. Uh, we have uh, our first guest is Lisa Hendricks, who is a 16-year Michigan Department of Corrections employee. She started off in the CFA facility as an officer, was an ARUS, and then transferred uh, into the field both at Ingham and now Jackson. Little, little known fact, Noah, I used to work with Lisa at the Ingham County Probation Office. We were agents together, so I've known Lisa and how good she is for a very long time That was awesome. And our second guest is Aaron Dungy, who is an 11-year employee of the Department of Corrections. Same career path, officer, ARUS, agent in Calhoun County and Jackson as well. Lisa and Aaron, great, great to have you, and thanks for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Nice to see you, you know. Great. Thanks. Well, Lisa, I'm, I'm, I'm scanning through the Jackson Sit Pat this past weekend, and lo and behold, I see you running down the street uh, for the Jackson... You and that Google again, yeah. though, I swear to God. <laughs> the Jackson County Law Enforcement Run, which was in, in September, and, and it looks like you guys had uh, several of the staff out there and had a great time, but I think there's a little bit more deeper meaning to your involvement in Special Olympics and, and a little bit more active than just this past September. Is that correct? There is. Um, I have an older sister uh, that's special needs and I also have a stepsister that as we were together most of our lives and is actually the same age as I am uh, who has special needs also. So Special Olympics have been a part of my family for as long as I can remember. Um, myself and my two brothers would volunteer at the Special Olympics, help run events, and even simple things as just giving them hugs when they're done with their event. So I started doing the law enforcement torch run here uh, three years ago. And all the proceeds go to our local Jackson uh, Special Olympics. That's awesome. And I see, I'm looking at the picture, and I see a couple agents in there. You have a lot of support from your your field staff as well, or your your coworkers as well. Is that correct? We do. Um, Quite a few people do the walk, and then there's a few of us um, that do the run, and then there's some people from the parole office that also get involved and come out and um, actually, one of the agents from the parole office does, did the bike portion because there's also a bike portion to it. 
That's awesome. And, you know, the Department of Corrections has historically been involved with the Special Olympics and, and the torch run, the statewide torch run. And the, the, speaking of Marquette, this past uh, September, I ran into uh, Supervisor Katz up in Marquette as they were preparing for their statewide run. And, and he's always, Dave's done a great job uh, uh, participating in the Special Olympics. And, and Lisa, we can't thank you enough for, for the time and energy that you put into that. And speaking of time and energy, I'm also Googling, as you like to say, Greg, and I find a 2013 Jackson Sitpat photo of the year, and it's Agent Aaron Dungey. Now, Dungey, here's the thing I, I'm shaking my head at. It says triplets. Okay, absolutely. Triplets in 2013. But here you are as the photo of the year. And, and you had triplets then, and I got to ask, you know, some of the things we hear from a lot of our, our leaders and, and that speak to us at conferences is work-life balance. How Absolutely. in the heck are you maintaining a work-life balance with triplets? Well, about two and a half years ago, we went to do a gender reveal um, at Allegiance Hospital, find out we're having a girl or a boy. Um, I was hoping for a son. We had two older kids. Um, the ultrasound tech. She's kind of got a weird look on her face. Uh, we're like, there's something wrong, you know, are you seeing something we're not, you know, just, just let us know what, you know, what's going on. And she said, well, I got to get the doctor in here. And I was like, so we're just like freaking out, like, what's going on, you know? So uh, the doctor comes in and stuff and he's like, well, you know, there, there's more than one. We're like, oh, cool, we're having twins, you know? He's like, no, I'm sorry, there's three. <laughs> so uh, Did you they know, bring a couple guys in to catch you from falling? Yeah, around? actually, I started laughing, and Jessica was actually uh, hitting me. She said, shut up, it's not funny. <laughs> so uh, from there, it just started a whole whirlwind. Uh, you know, I, I'm very thankful for my office because uh, my kids, after they were born, they were in the hospital for like three months um, at U of M. So uh, the staff in Jackson was amazing. They uh, you know, made meals for me, you know, because, you know, my wife's up there. We were up there full time, you know, sure. three months. So... Uh, they helped me out with work and, you know, uh, supervisors and stuff were amazing um, to help us get through it. And, you know, they're two years old now and they're healthy and destroying my house. So now you got to catch them, huh? Yeah, that's right. You can't catch them. Well, it's good to see that you still have a smile on your face and no gray in your hair yet. <laughs> I got a little bit. But... <laughs> Especially now with the different generations all working in the workforce now, I, I think, you know, that work-life balance is, is very important. Um, and that you know that that's that's good because that's how we're gonna we're gonna retain good staff like you because uh, we we need to have that in the Department of Corrections and I'm glad that we're finding it. So thank you, Aaron, for that story. Well, Aaron, it's clear that you have your hands full, and uh, we appreciate uh, the hearing that your staff was so grateful and uh, helpful and during that time for you. Absolutely. And uh, today, Greg, is is November 12th, and yesterday we had the opportunity to celebrate uh, Veterans Day. And uh, we certainly want to thank all the military personnel who served in the United States uh, services, and, and we appreciate their service. And, and Aaron, you have uh, a, a caseload that consists of veterans, and, and you're the agent assigned to the Veterans Court, correct? Absolutely. I have a veteran-specific caseload about a year and a half ago in Jackson, uh, Judge Susan Beebe. Uh, she's amazing. She uh, started the actual uh, Veterans Recovery Court track in Jackson. Um, we had graduated, I think, like 12 veterans now. Okay. Uh, everyone that's went through the program has been successful. So, wow, that's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have 100% success rate. So, uh, and and what is, how are you identifying the individuals on parole or probation, or, or excuse me, probation that are uh, veterans? When they get, uh, they take their pleas, um, mm -hmm. and they go through the whole process of being uh, entered into the recovery court program. Not everybody qualifies. Um, just because you're a veteran doesn't mean you qualify. Mm -hmm. There's certain parameters, but uh, once again, through the process, then they actually they actually start the program before they even get sentenced. They're already 
drug testing and going to treatment and stuff before we even actually get sentenced. So they're already, uh, it's actually a really good caseload to have because they're already on track before we can get going. Yeah, what, what kind of um, specific things do they do in that court that kind of makes them different from a regular court case? It's just so much more hands-on. They're, they're uh, reporting uh, two, three times a week uh, to the recovery court staff. They're drug testing. Um, it's just everything is so much more hands-on with them. They're just getting a higher level of, uh, you know, so. When you, when you say recovery court staff, who are you referring to? Uh, we have recovery court coordinators, and then we also have the treatment staff. That's right there on hand. Um, it reports to us. We actually have an excellent uh, communication, too, with our the veterans uh, VA clinic here in Jackson, too. And their staff are constantly uh, getting a hold of us and letting us know if they miss a test, if they miss treatment, they're calling us that day. So it's just more, uh, you're more hands-on with them. Absolutely, and that's great and great to hear. And Jackson has a lot of different courts, uh, different type of uh, specialized courts, don't right. you think, Greg? I, I, yeah, I, I do, and I, and I know our, and I know Lisa, uh, our guest here, has is involved in another specialty court. She does a recovery court, and you know, I've, I've seen a lot in the media lately, a lot of focus on addiction and you know heroin use, and it's, it's kind of fitting right now to talk to Lisa about your recovery court. And I know you have a lot of passion for this. I know you have a lot of um, evidence and stats on recovery courts. And if you could talk about that, that would be helpful for staff across the state to hear. Yeah, we have the recovery court here. Um, and Erin's veteran track is within our uh, recovery court as well. And we work with probably anywhere from 60 to 75 offenders at a time um, and we offer them a higher level of supervision. They have drug testing two times a week random. They have their meetings they have to attend. They have their treatment. They have a peer coach. They have a recovery coach. And then we, for our opiate and uh, methamphetamine, they're higher risk. Uh, they have to go to a opiates, what we call opiates track meeting Saturday morning that they have to attend. So it's added treatment to uh, their already their treatment plan and we're just dealing with a lot of heroin right now. We're seeing a little bit more meth, but the heroin epidemic is unreal. And the dynamic that we deal with is this stats show that it's seven times of rehab before somebody may have that changing moment. And then after they get clean, their brain will still feel the effects for 10 years afterwards. So it's trying to get people to live their life outside of the DOC. Like we're going to offer them the skills, we're going to offer them the structure, but then it's on them once they're done to uh, apply those when they don't have supervision over their heads. Well that's that, that's great information and it sounds like in Jackson we're way ahead of the curve on this so um, it's good to hear and those stats are amazing. You know seven seven times in treatment before um, somebody could have that change uh, effect happen, that internal motivation to get clean and uh, that's, that's, a, that's an amazing stat. Let's share some information about Lisa and some of the great things. Well, I can tell you one great thing she did because she got a meritorious award from the director. All right. Yeah. yeah. I saw I saw Director Washington came down to Jackson Probation and gave Lisa an award. What was that for? I had a home call that I was doing uh, early in the morning. I was meeting one of my female probationers at her house at 7.30 in the morning because she had actually just had a child and wasn't feeling like coming in and bringing the child on the bus, so I told her I would come to her house. When I arrived, her parents were in the driveway, and I walked up and talked with her parents, and they said she had been in a critical car accident um, that morning, and they were coming to check on their grandkids because they didn't know who had the grandkids. So I went into the house with them, and we found four children 
in the house and there was nobody in the house. The ages were four, three, I would say six to nine months, and then, of course, wow. a newborn baby. And so we just, and there were two children in the house that uh, we didn't know who they belonged to either. So, and the other two children were their grandchildren. So I called uh, DHS for somebody to come, and I also called law enforcement since there was two children in the home that we didn't know who they belonged to. Well, thank you, Lisa. That's a that's a pretty amazing story. And, and just goes to show you, Greg, of, of, of our agents are out there and they're in the community and, and they're paying attention to what's going on. And, and Lisa, we appreciate the, your hard work and, and congratulations on, on the award. And Greg, Lisa is not the only award winner sitting at this table. Aaron Dungey was the Scram Award winner, multiple Scram Award winner, right? Yeah, thank you. I'd just like to add something about Lisa. She goes above and beyond. Uh, I mean, that one scenario was one incident, but it's it's a daily thing with her. Um, she goes above and beyond more than any agent I've ever worked with. So, I mean, just daily, she does that. Well, that's awful nice, Aaron, and thanks for sharing. And, and tell us a little bit about the Scram Awards. Oh, I've been doing Scram since I was uh, in parole with you um, was that four or five years ago. So, uh, I, I love working with Scram. Six, seven. Six, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was six or seven. Okay. Years get away from me. That's um, But, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just doing your job. You know, I don't really think it's anything super special. I, I just, I, when the alerts come up, I deal with them and I address the the, uh, the scram issues with my guys, and like I said, I, I love working with the EMS. So Aaron, I, I'm assuming that you have your award plastered on, on your desk, right, so, so everybody can see them? Yeah. Yeah? It's on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg, it, it's it's clear that uh, Lisa and, and Aaron are, are doing a great job, both in the community and at the office between the recovery court, the veterans court, you know, making sure that, that uh, they're paying attention to detail and, and clearly the leadership they're receiving. And we would be remiss not to mention that we have a special guest sitting in the back on the corner on the of this line. room right now that, that doesn't like to be brought to, to the spotlight. But you know, Supervisor Kathy Arnold uh, is, is, is doing a great job over there in Jackson Probation. And she, she, doesn't, she can't say enough kind words about both Aaron and Lisa. And, and since the day they both walked into the Jackson Probation Office, She's been very excited and very grateful to have them, and she's constantly singing their praises. Well, no, you know, it's, it's very clear listening to Aaron and Lisa talk that there's some pretty good leadership there. Well, Greg, this has been a great episode of Field Days. We had an opportunity to uh, share the story of Agent Woods Yes. in Pontiac Parole. It was great work. Great work. We've had an opportunity to hear about the, the great involvement of Lisa and Aaron in the community and with both the Recovery Court and Veterans Court. We're very grateful for for the work that they're doing here in Jackson, and and uh, we just as we've talked the first couple episodes of Field Days, it uh, it really is a spotlight spotlight on our FOA staff, and, and each week we continue to see just the difference uh, that everybody's making in in the community and um, in the offices. That's that's right, Noah. It's a, that's a good point, and I and I do want to go back to November, and this is this is Veterans. Uh, month yesterday was Veterans Day, and I know the department has over 2,000 staff that are veterans. So again, you know, thank you for your service. We appreciate everything you've done and continue to do. Thanks to all veterans. We we appreciate everything you do. Now, third episode of Field Days, Noah. It's done. I think today's episode um, was wonderful to spotlight, like you said, the specialty things going on in Jackson, the great work in the community by Aaron and Lisa. Um, now, if anybody wants to follow some of the other things going on in the department, the department has a Facebook page. You can follow that. FOA has a Twitter page. You can follow FOA 
on Twitter, at MDOCFOA. And Noah, you want to close us out here? Absolutely. And, and it, it has been a great uh, episode, and we're looking forward to our, our Thanksgiving edition of Field Days coming up in a couple weeks. That's but right. Lisa and Aaron, we, we thank you for joining us today. We had, we had a great time, and thank you for sharing a little bit about what you're doing in Jackson Probation. We appreciate it very much. Keep up the great work. You guys are doing an excellent job, and we can't thank you enough. And Greg and Lisa and Aaron, remember one thing. Go Team FOA. Uh, 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 uh.